right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am Robert Slavinsky, and with me today is everyone's favorite YouTube personality, Kenneth Yombo. <laughs> so what's going on, man? How's it been? Uh, it's been a little while. It's been a little bit of a hiatus since we last spoke on me and you. So it's been um, tumultuous two weeks, I feel like, in the news world. But um, other than that, yeah. it's been pretty uh, pretty normal times over here, but um, plenty to talk about. So ready to so get got, into it. We got plenty to talk about. Yeah, and sorry about last week. Had a family emergency. Had to cancel last minute, unfortunately. But we're back at it today. And for those of you who are new to the show, uh, our setup is pretty simple. Uh, the first half of the show consists of a few hot topics from the past week, be it reactions, reviews, newsworthy items. And then our second half is dedicated to a main topic for that week. This week's main topic will be the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what's next. So we're going to discuss that, what's coming this year and beyond, and what our expectations are on how it will affect the overall franchise. So I'm pretty excited to dive into all this today for sure uh let's see andrew how's it going man thanks for joining us and hopefully you stick around because we got this is a crazy show and andrew i know you're a big fan of michael keaton's batman so i am going to be talking a little bit about the flash movie today so make sure you stick around uh that's a couple couple things here uh tur isn't here Love and Thunder trailer? Did something drop and I didn't hear about it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. Ah, you're fine. All right. But first up, we're just going to dive into because we do have a lot to cover here. First thing I want to talk about is Moon Knight. Now, I don't think I've gotten a chance to talk with you at all about it, Ken, uh, right. about Moon Knight. So what has been your impression so far? We've had three episodes. Uh, I Personally, I've I've enjoyed every episode. But what are your thoughts on it so far? So in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was a little trepid. The um, jumps from, I guess, from in the first episode kind of had me a little off track, a little on my heels. But at uh, right after that, it was um, it really captivated my attention, how it ended and really forward, pushed forward the story. And the latest episode that dropped was um, pretty good in terms of just honoring Egyptian lore and stuff and uh, of the gods, something I'm not really too keen on, but just getting that information from the show really shows that they you really tried to ingrain the show's backbone in the mythology and try to embrace it in a way. And it's something that I appreciate for sure. I uh, shared it with my girlfriend who I was watching with at home and I pointed out that, you know, they really tried to make this as authentic as possible. And um, it's something that really, puts the show in a really authentic experience for me. And I honestly just can't wait to see how it ends or can't believe we're at the, basically the back end of the show at this point. So um, I wish yeah, there were more episodes, episodes but yeah, it's I, killing I, me, honestly. I, yeah. I don't like the six episodes. It just feels like we're, we're just really getting into it. We only got three episodes left. Uh, like I said, I loved it. I, I've loved every episode so far. We're what three episodes in uh, Ethan Hawke is absolutely killing it as arthur <laughs> he is doing a phenomenal job just chewing up every scene that he's in and the one thing that i really really like about his character is how i mean and, and this is this is good writing this is good character development because he truly believes what he's doing is righteous and right and that is a good character right there and it's even to the point where in episode two i was sitting there at moments thinking 
you know what? I might join his cult. Like I would, <laughs> I might join it because he's got some good points, you know? So I, I really, really like the way that they're handling everything when it comes to, to Arthur there. And then with the third episode, uh, like you said, touching on the Egyptian mythology with these different gods and everything. I, I, I like that. I do hope they dive a little more into it. Not oh, necessarily yeah. this season, if we get a second season and, and they build on this character, I'd like to see them explore that more. Uh, but I, I, I really, honestly, I want to know more about Khonshu. I want to know yeah. more about his history mm -hmm. because, you know, he's had different avatars through the years. So what is it that he's doing? Why are these avatars leave? Why did Arthur leave right. being his, his avatar? <clears throat> and then Layla, who is Mark Spector's wife, uh, she really came into her own this past episode, really showing what she can bring to the table. And I think it's kind of alluding to the idea that she may at one point become an avatar for Khonshu. Right. And I think they're, they're probably going to do that in some form or fashion, I bet, uh, even if it's just briefly. Is that, uh, something that, is that something that happens in the comic book lore? I'm not too familiar There's, with uh... I, I think Layla is actually a new character, but she's kind of – uh, built based off, of, off of yep off mm -hmm. of another character, so and that character has become an avatar for I don't know if it was Khonshu or another god at some point in time. Right. Uh, what was the name? Moon. Ugh, I don't remember. Moon something. Uh, obviously, uh, I don't remember. But I think that that might be something that we get almost kind of like it was in. I hate referencing this movie because I really don't like it. But in Venom, when you got Lady Venom. Uh, you know, just for a very okay. short, brief time to just be like, hey, look, we did this. I think we might get something like that with Layla and Moon Knight uh, for sure. One, but I, I one question I do have for you is um, I find it interesting that he's only signed for this season. Is that something that piques your attention a little bit? Or is that I something think... that you would disregard and just be like, he will have a recurring role in the universe. Oh, I think he's definitely going to have a recurring right. role. I think this was more of a, like, let's see how people take this. They're building up this supernatural side of the MCU. And we're going to get into that a little bit later today. Mm -hmm. But they're really building up this supernatural side of the MCU. And I think they they want to test it out. This is the, really their first test to see how people handle it and take it. And Oscar Isaac probably isn't cheap. So they're probably right. like, okay, is it going to be worth signing him to an, uh, you know, a longer contract? So they're like, let's do this season. Let's see how it goes. And we'll go from there. That's well, kind of how I feel. Hit on, I think they've hit on all the bases so far. So I just can't wait to see. And um, speaking of the performances, Oscar Isaac switching in between personalities is definitely something that is really captivating to watch and seeing uh, Arthur Harrow's performance and still can't get over that he has glass in his shoes walking uh -huh. around. And you hear but, it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's always in a reminder that, oh, wow, that's how the show actually started. But it's yeah. Um, yeah. it's captivating. It's a really captivating show, and I can't wait to see where it uh, goes. The costumes are sick, honestly. Um, yeah. The I guess the Mr. Knight persona suit, I love it, honestly. I thought – Oh, yeah. I thought it'd be Mark Spector when I initially watching the trailers. I was led to believe it was supposed to, it would be Mark Spector underneath there, but to find out that it's Steven is honestly yeah. so hilarious and just really cool to watch. So it was. Do um, you think they've been hinting to a third personality? Uh, also, you know, basically in the yep. comics, it's Jake Lockley. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think they're gonna follow. They're gonna touch up on that a little bit more in the next episode for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just story-wise makes sense, but they're definitely going to follow up on that because that's oh. something that is, I guess, within the comic book lore, and they're going to embrace it a little more differently, just like they have with the whole series, honestly. Like, if you compare the comics versus the show, there are a little some liberties that Marvel took, but Marvel always takes those liberties for main comic mm-hmm. book storylines or just, you know, unknown. So not too surprising, but it's uh, definitely worked so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I, I want to know where this series is heading. I want. I, what do you think it's going to mean to the MCU this series because take a look let's go post Endgame all right we've had three as of now three major world events happen that people around the world in some capacity have witnessed we have the celestial being born from the planet and then being turned into stone and is just sticking out of the ocean right now you have what happened in No Way Home with the sky opening up, the big purple, you know, craziness happening in the sky. In the and then air, in the yep. third episode, in the third episode of this, they turn back the stars and were spinning. It, I mean, not technically spinning, but it looked like it was spinning. Turn yep. back the stars and everybody was seeing it. How do you think that's going to affect the world? All these things. I guess it's sort of built their way of building up. Uh, need for the Avengers again because um, you know Endgame definitely had its a sense of finality to uh, finality to it. Um, definitely ended a couple of Avengers story arcs as everyone knows at this point, and it's pushing the story forward. You know, you're seeing the groundwork kind of laid down, almost similar in a Phase One sort of way, but just different with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like that now anointed the new Captain America. And yeah. just the way Loki ended and stuff. So they are pushing the universe's storyline forward. And it's something they were just doing it in a different way than what we're used to. They're doing it on the small and big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be interesting. I think um, I think it's smart to lay off of an Avengers movie for the time being right now. Since you basically just had back-to-back Avengers movies and back-to-back years. Which is fine with me personally, but... Um, just build the hype back up again, a need a, and a real world in universe need for the Avengers, because we'll touch on it later. The future definitely looks like a couple different threats are coming to the MCU. So that require the Avengers attention. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. All yeah. right. So we are going to jump to our next topic here. Uh, Warner Brothers. We're actually going to jump over to Warner Brothers here. And I'm kind of excited about this. Topic. Warner Bros. Discovery. Warner Brothers Discovery now. Exactly. Because the yep. merger is now complete. And this was shared on April 11th at 9.35 a.m. Every great story has a new beginning. Today is ours. Introducing Warner Brothers Discovery a new premier media and entertainment company creating the most dynamic media and streaming experience in the world. And not only that, but we had David Zaslav talk about it and put out a statement as well, which says, Today's announcement marks an exciting milestone, not just for Warner Brothers Discovery, but for our shareholders, our distributors, our advertisers, our creative partners, and most importantly, consumers globally. David Zaslav, president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. So you hear this news. It's finally official. It's, you know, it's been a little more than a year since we first heard that this was going to happen. What are your immediate thoughts on all this? 
Well, I guess the initial reaction is uh, finally, you know, it's uh, <laughs> something it's something that has been on the docket for a while in terms of things that I've wanted to hear the news about. But just exciting, honestly, it does really, truly feel putting my personal fandom aside. It does truly feel like a new beginning for a company that I believe has definitely taken a couple of black eyes over more than a couple of black eyes over the past I want to say even extending past the past five years, even the past like decade or 20 years. So mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, so it could just, it's a very recognizable name and brand. And it's something that could use a little bit of healing process, a little bit of um, reconciliation process with talent for sure, which we'll definitely get into momentarily. But it's um, it's definitely what it says as a new beginning. So it's something that I'm embracing for sure. And I can't wait to see what happens, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm real excited. And, you know, what was even better, we kind of knew it was leading up to this this past week because earlier last week, uh, Ann Sarnoff and Jason Killar both were announced to be leaving the company uh, prior to, to the sale being finalized and the merger being complete. And that came to some surprise to some, but to others who've been following this for quite some time, we kind of knew that there's going to be big changes like this going on. Jason Killar was, he was, you know, the head of Warner media. He made some big, bold decisions with HBO max. that didn't really pan out like he was hoping they, they would pan out. So it's not surprising that he left and Sarnoff. She was brought in. Uh, she was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she a, uh, a pick from uh, Tushahara? the the old regime if i'm not mistaken or maybe I i'm wrong on that believe so i'm not 100 you don't quote me on that one but I she do may believe. have come from from yeah. the at&t side i'm not 100 percent sure but her leaving is also again not not shocking but there's been some other minor changes that have happened but the big one that didn't happen that a lot of people were expecting was toby emmerich staying at warner brothers discovery uh now for me I didn't worry about it because I've realized that he has a contract that ends pretty much at the end of this year. And Zaslav is coming in. He's got to truly assess everything. He's got to sit down and he's got to vet and take some time and picking some people who he wants to potentially be the replacement for Toby Emmerich. Uh, So honestly, I'm not too worried about it, but what are your thoughts? Well, I think the timeline is certainly set up for it. This is a, for lack of a better term, conglomerate. Like this is something that David needs to break down and break down into infrastructure, see what works, see what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. He definitely borrows some ideas from rival companies and, you know, looking and we'll get into it a little bit in just a little bit, but there's things that are in motion and in play that, are his ideas that definitely have this company moving forward in the right direction, I believe. And with Toby Emmerich's contract probably expiring at the end of the year, I think, what would that be? So we're in April, about eight months, about seven and a half, eight months to go to assess this company, see where it's going forward, and then have a bright Mm -hmm. new outlook for 2023 to pitch to investors, to pitch, you know, because those quarterly meetings are always so important. But um, it's going to be something that I believe in 2023 we'll really start to see the ramifications for it, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there's there's the people out there. They, they really are excited and think that David Zaslav is going to come in and really give us an opportunity to see the Snyderverse restored. 
And I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm not saying that, you know, to lose hope or anything like that. But uh, from my standpoint is give it time. Uh Don't think that this is going to be something that gets handled within the first few weeks, if at all. Uh, Just, you know, be patient. Let things play out the way they need to play out because he's coming into a bit of a mess. He really is. And we just saw an article today. And uh, let me get that pulled up here because um, this is kind of a last minute ad because it literally <laughs> released Happened right before the right before right before we were going over pre-production notes for the show. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see if I can. Here we go. Here we go. DC Films reportedly facing major overhaul following Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Now, uh, Kenneth, you got to, you got a chance to to write this up for the Culture Nerd website right here. And just quickly, with Warner Brothers Discovery merger now complete, Zaslav's vision for the future of the DCU's DCEU appears to be revealed, according to new report from v- Variety. The big thing that I really want to touch on. Where's it at here? Um. And the report, Zaslav is reportedly looking to commence a significant overhaul for the studio's DC film and TV properties. According to Variety sources, the purpose of the overhaul is to essentially get DC its own studio for its comics, TV, and film properties similar to Marvel Studios. In addition, Zaslav is reportedly keen on having a Kevin Feige-type figure to completely oversee the business strategy and be the connective tissue between multimedia projects. So that is kind of huge in a big way uh, because right now we know Walter Hamada has been kind of the one overseeing the DC side of things for Warner brothers. However, it hasn't gone very well since he yeah, stepped no, into that role. The Hamada versus uh, yeah, no, as the <laughs> fans like to call it, the Hamada versus, you know, definitely pointed more towards a comic book lore sort of way but just hasn't yeah. worked honestly it's uh it's weird having a first half of your um universe be a certain palette and then having the universe that's currently in sight is something mm-hmm. that just doesn't mix honestly and uh, yeah i know it's fascinating to see honestly yeah and, and it does go on to you know to say that he is still looking for you know he's he's looking for candidates to to kind of take this on the watts uh the where's it at here um emma watts who's a former film executive of 20th century studios and paramount she was considered but she uh, will not take the job so it's being rumored that he's still hosting meetings with potential people of interest and senior executives to fill a role that would work to only increase dceu's profile and profits under the new banner uh so i i think it's i do think it's interesting i think that uh emma watts i'm kind of happy they didn't go that route I'm not saying she's not been successful now she did oversee a lot of the x-men stuff over 20th century fox you could love it or hate it however you want it it's i quite literally think that's like hit miss hit miss yeah hit, miss, yeah so I, but i still think it's better than what we've gotten under right. Hamada. but i think we need to really hope that zaslav finds somebody if this is truly going to be something that is specifically for dc content that's going to be overseeing the dc brand i i want to get somebody who has been in that world for a while and there's a lot of people who were trying to say that it was going to be 
um, Zack Snyder. That's not going to be it. If you've seen those reports pop up, that's not what's happening. So <laughs> don't think that's what's going on there. Uh, but um, I, I think that we, we need to be patient. I think that's something that is going to come uh, over time. And I think that is when we're going to, when that happens, that person is going to be the one that is going to help decide to push the Snyderverse forward or to come out and say, no, we're walking away from it. I also don't like the idea of them copying Marvel so much from a studio aspect. Absolutely. Copy the studio aspect right. of Marvel. Right. Go for it. But I don't want them to copy their releasing, like how they release things. Uh, but I, I don't know. What, what do you think on, on that? Well, I think it's just going to it's just time will tell honestly it's um they obviously have hbo max as kind of like a match to disney plus um in a way where they could do peacemaker type shows off of uh spinoff shows off of characters that we've been introduced to in the past present future of dc but um obviously the main priority would be to get the cinematic iteration of dc properties correct and yeah. it's they're in a weird balance they keep getting they keep getting misled by, I guess, better reviewed movies. But in the reality, the money has just gone, has just decreased as release as release has come. And yeah. Aquaman was Aquaman was, I believe, the last big financial hit for them. Um, I know Birds of Prey really didn't make much in the marketing for that. It was something that we could probably do a whole entire show about. Um, you know, Shazam did what it had to do and stuff. But you know, for Properties that have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, these are things that should be, you know, embraced and promoted. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like how Marvel put their center tr uh, trinity together and put them up front with their own trilogies. You know, Wonder Woman's almost done with hers, but, you know, there's still hope out there to get Henry Cable, his um, Man of Steel 2, and to at least get Ben Affleck to come back and reprise the role in some sort of capacity. So. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, honestly, and uh, sure. it does sound like the all stones are not being are being left on. No stones are being left unturned. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. Tur isn't here. Uh, we need Del Toro's Justice League Dark. I would love to see Del Toro's Justice League Dark, but the last thing we heard about Justice League Dark was J.J. Abrams was working on it. So, what's going on with that? We don't know. They signed a mega deal with Bad Robot, Robot and J.J. Yep. Abrams. And we've gotten really nothing. I think he was involved. Was he not involved with Peacemaker or something? There was something he was involved with DC wise. Um, I know he did Lovecraft Country. I know he was involved with that. Okay. Yeah. On the HBO show. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he really hasn't been involved with much of anything or done anything yet. So it'd be which interesting is, to I, see. Which I believe is something that David will. Um, just kind of piggybacking off the conversation that we just had right now. Like it's just. It, it bears the question, like, which projects are we going to move forward with? Which projects are we not going to move forward with? Yeah. Like, a Justice League Dark project helmed by J.J. Abrams sounds like something that would appeal to the mainstream media. So yeah. those are all going to be business decisions and meetings that will probably take place over the next year or so. And then, you know, I said 2023 originally, but thinking about it now, we might really start seeing the ramifications in terms of projects announced, having slates announced, probably in 2024, not only just for their DC properties, but just all their intellectual properties that they 
possess. Yeah. And it's, um, I think it's something that's long overdue that DC should probably get its own studios, you know, and have them run separately from Warner Bros, I guess, original regime's agenda, which obviously was all yeah. over the place. So. Yeah. All right. Now, continuing on with our DC talk, because there's quite a bit that we have to, to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to show this very briefly because I don't want I don't know if we're going to get hit for it or what, but I kind of want to show it. Uh, there are some leaks of Keaton's Batman. Right there uh, for Flash and potentially for Supergirl. Uh, and this is kind of what it looks like here. It looks very reminiscent of the 89 or more of the 92. I'm sorry, the 92 uh, Batman and, and a little bit of the 89 because the suit in 92 was a little more muscular, whereas the 89 was more. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, that was leaked uh, today out on social media, which, uh, you know, is interesting um but i did get some really really interesting information when it comes to the flash movie and i i wanted to start with that because there is a good bit when it comes to keaton uh that about this and don't get me wrong there's there's not a lot from what i was told there there's there's keaton stuff but there's not a lot it, it, it this is more focusing on the flash and some story beats with them uh, now I'm going to start off. I'm just going to kind of hit a few bullet points here, uh, real quick. Again, this is flash movie. So if you are somebody who doesn't want to know anything when it comes to the flash, I encourage you to possibly enter the speed force. <laughs> look away. <laughs> All right. So now as of right now, we know that there was a screening that took place a couple weeks ago. Since then, there has been another screening, but not uh, necessarily with um, like a like a fan base or not fan base, but uh, you know, r regular people checking it. I don't know what that's uh, called. <laughs> I can't think right now. But anyways, so the last the last time that they showed, there's still no Cavill. Henry Cavill in it. However, that's not to say that he will not be in the film because there are multiple cuts of this movie and they're still trying to piece things together, how everything flows effectively. And it could be something that they add in later. However, uh, the beginning of the movie does heavily take place with Batfleck, you know, Batfleck, Ben Affleck's Batman and the flash uh, kind of thwarting some bad guys destroying a building. However, it goes wrong and Ben Affleck's Batman almost dies, but is saved by Wonder Woman. So I think that's kind of cool. We're going to see Wonder Woman. We're going to see Batman. We are going to see some of the other Justice League members as well. You know, it's just hard to imagine that we're not going to see Cavill in this movie because the only other one that we won't see is Cyborg, but we know Why? the behind the scenes right. stuff that went on there. But it's really interesting to me. And there is, again, there's a possibility, but in the first 20 minutes, that's probably where we would see him pop up if he does. So kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you go into that movie. If within the first 20 minutes you don't see Cavill, you probably won't in the movie unless they make a drastic change to the ending. Uh, there's been no... No black flash, no reverse flash, nothing like that. There is no 
That is, the, none of them are the villains of this movie. Uh, essentially, and I have to say, you know, this stems back to probably last year sometime where Taylor, Taylor uh, from the Culture Nerd said, like, Flash is essentially his own villain in this. Flash and time. Those are the villains of this movie. And everything I'm reading here is that. Like, that is what it is. There's no reverse Flash. There's no Black Flash. Anything like that. Now, when it comes to the death of his mother, because it's been, you know, how is that going to play out? Why is it that Henry, his father, how is it and why is it that he is the one convicted of the murder? Well, there's a home invasion that takes place and Nora is killed. But Henry is out at the store because they went shopping. They forgot something. So Henry decides to go to the store to get, but they forgot. I think it's like spaghetti sauce or something like that. And the cameras at the store are not angled well and don't have a lot of like a really good picture on it being Henry, which is why he gets put in prison. And that is actually, that is actually what is um, the motive behind Ben Affleck's Batman or Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen working together because they're working together to try and, find a way to get Henry Allen free. So that's kind of where their relationship is. They have a working relationship in the beginning of this movie. Uh, Andrew says, so basically Savitar. No, no, not Savitar, not going that route at all. No. And, and, uh, and I'll explain a little bit more on that. Uh, he also goes, Andrew also goes, not having reverse flash being Barry's mom's killers completely changing the origin of the character. Now, Which I that... was going to comment on and just, you know, that's, um, well, I, I, while I appreciate trying to reimagine things, we're already getting a reimagined version of Flashpoint. Um, it's not going to be as, I don't want to, I guess, lack of better term, crazy as the Flashpoint comic or even animated movie was. Yeah. Um, it's not going to include characters that were essentially really vital to that story. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to hear that the origin story also will be having some liberties when it's very simply when it's very simple, could be just a yellow flash thrown into the sightseeing doesn't even have to have a character cast or, or actor cast a cast yeah. for the role. You know, so it's a little disappointing to hear that off of initial um, off of an off initial hearing. But um, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think, and honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say it's not possible that it is isn't Reverse Flash. It could be Reverse Flash. We don't necessarily, you know, from what I'm told, do we see the murder happen? We may not see the murder. It may happen off screen, and right. they just may say it was a home invasion. Right. Okay. Right. No. Man, so, that makes sense. so it still could be. Uh, again, I'm going off of what I have here. I don't. I didn't see it. <laughs> you know, if I saw it, I could say all oh, that, but I didn't see it. Now, the big reason why I wanted to bring that up is because what did, what did the flash do in Zack Snyder's justice league? He went back in time and saved the world. And Batman says, you went back in time and saved the world by one second. So that kind of puts into Barry's head. I can go back in time and save my mother. And when he does that, he comes to realize, you know, after he does that, he's no longer in, we'll call it the Snyderverse. 
And he tries to get back to the Snyderverse, but something is stopping him. He can't. He can't get back to the Snyderverse. He can't get back. So he goes and tries to find Batman and comes to Michael Keaton's Batman. Right. And that's where all the shenanigans happen there. And uh, he then also comes across a younger version of himself, a younger version of, of Barry. And, you know, he, let's see, uh, you know, he's trying to figure out what's going on, realizes there's no Superman in this world, realizes that things are much different than what are, what was in the world that he was, that he knew. So they find out that there's a super being being held and they go to rescue because they think it's Superman, but it ends up being Supergirl. So very reminiscent of the flashpoint storyline. This time it being Supergirl and rescue her. However, it seems that this is taking place right around the time that Feora and Zod are coming to Earth. And because of that, they come to Earth. Supergirl fights Zod and Feora. I don't know. I wasn't told what happens there. Uh, but I do know, or they did say that Supergirl kind of holds her own and really does a good job. Uh, Keaton's Batman. This is, I know, what a lot of people wanted to hear. This is the little bit that I have about Keaton's Batman. The suit that he has, which I just showed you, uh, allows him to be a lot more agile than he was when we saw him last in 1992. However, his tech, his gadgets, all of that still seem dated to to today's standards, but he is a lot more capable than what we've seen in the past. So that kind of makes me excited uh, to see what they can do with, with his Batman. And, you know, I know he'll be an aging Batman, but it would be cool to see him maybe not just turn like this. But (laughs) I think just seeing him and following up on that universe universe is going to be something that's going to be really nostalgic and cool for people. Um, I know that I will be rewatching Michael Keaton's uh, Batman movies right before the mo- right before the Flash movie, and um, makes sense. Just wanted to touch upon something that you brought up earlier, which is kind of interesting to me. Is so he is aware that if he's if he acknowledges that he is aware of traveling back in time, doesn't that make Zack Snyder's Justice League canon to the Flash more than the 2017 version of it? Sorry about that. No, no. Um, <laughs> Everything like I have Apple everything now, so it was no, like, I see. Went off, my, <laughs> my computer went off, my iPad went off. I gotta fix that. All right, um, so um, wait, say say what you're saying again. I'm sorry, I I lost track. Um, kind of lost track too. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I kind of just the, the I was reading the comment down below when you were contemplating yeah. it, but. Um, so real quick, Andrew, even though Michael Keaton is 70, his bat suit can let him fight better. It's not that the bat suit is letting is making him fight better, it's that it's giving him a little more flexibility than what we've seen in the past. Uh, so we showed that suit, and you can actually I, I can actually see on that suit, like it does look like it would form a little bit better to allow him to move better than what the suits did in the early 90s. Uh, so I'm okay with that. I don't think it's going to be like Batman the Dark Knight Rises where he puts on like a, a you know a, a contraption on his leg so he can kick and break you know cinder blocks or anything. I don't think it's anything like that. Oh, I 
touched upon what we were just talking about. <clears throat> so I was just saying or touching upon a comment that you said that so he makes a or Batman makes a comment about time travel and that oh, yes. it, that it's in the past. Oh, so Zia, yeah, to yep. Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that is kind of something that is, and, and I've heard it two different ways that it's in the movie but it can also be out of the movie. They haven't decided if they're going to connect this to the Snyder cut or to justice league. Uh, and they kind of, that was, that was Affleck. The Affleck's influence was to add that part into the movie because he is a supporter of Zach. He right. loved what Zach was creating. So whenever he had the script, he kind of was like, well, I want this added. Let's do this for me to sign on. And that's when it was added. However, they did do alternate takes. So I think ultimately it's going to come down to what works better in the movie. And essentially, when we've said this before, and I hate using this word, so I'm going to use a different one. Reestab this is reestablishing the DC universe to a, in a way where some of the past events are no longer part of the main continuity. So even if they mention Justice League, by the time this movie ends, that's no longer part of that main continuity. Same with Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's no longer, after this movie, it's no longer part of the main continuity. So that's, you know, one way you can take it, you can look at it like, okay, they're, they're referencing the Snyder Cut. Cool. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter which one they, right. you know, reference at all. So that's... That's kind of a thing. Andrew asks, is this the Batman Wayne from Batman 89 and Returns? By all accounts, yes. It is the same we Batman. Assume, we would assume so, honestly. Yeah. At this point, I'm just assuming that that's what the connection is going to be. It'd be yeah. really interesting to see if they deviate from that and just completely introduce a new iteration of Bruce yeah. Wayne Batman that's not connected to... Batman '89 and Batman uh, Returns, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, Finally, a couple more things, real quick. Uh, Aquaman does show up in this film. Uh, he does talk with Barry a few times, uh, and there's at the end of the movie when Barry does what he does to fix the timeline, fix and things get reestablished. Uh, it ends up being where he's still within the Keaton Batman verse, kind of, but not really. It's not the Burton verse, but it's also not the Snyder verse. It's kind of the two of them combined in a way moving forward. And Aquaman's there as well. And Wonder Woman's part of it, but they're talking about, and, and Barry mentions Superman and that confuses Aquaman. He's like Superman, you know, like there's no, nobody knows about Superman at that point in time. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much the movie. You're going to hear some things. There's, there's a lot of false information out there. And honestly, I'm going to say this right now, take this all with a grain of salt. Uh, I trust the person who gave me this because they were right on when it came to Spider-Man with a lot of stuff, but uh, take this with a grain of salt because um, I don't, I don't want you to think because there are so many different cuts out there, you know, don't sit there and say, Oh, well you said this and it didn't happen. Well, you're, I think you're going to see variations of this, maybe not exact, but you're going to see this play out very similar to this. Uh, but if you hear things about nightmare timeline, mother boxes, stuff like that, that's all false. 
None of that is in any of the cuts of any film, any of this, any of this movie. No cuts of it have mother boxes or the nightmare timeline. So don't think and, that at all. And it bears worth repeating that while we are saying this now, um, the flash is delayed a pretty decent amount of time. And um, you know, with just something that we spoke upon um in previous episodes and even before the merger is really a chance for david to take an assessment of everything moving forward and with what we just talked about with the dc films getting a new head you know with the amount of time that passes by in between that it's something that could change and is subject to change like you said henry cable could very well be added into it that establishes him back as the superman of that universe um, it sounds like that's something that could be very easily added. Like it could just cut Aquaman's apparent line and then just have it as that he's just in part of the lineup. But you know, we just have to wait and see. As of right now, that's where it stands. But we don't really know what's going to happen. That did receive the lengthiest delay out of the films that were delayed in the DC films, and that could very well be for a reason. So that could very well be for VFX reasons, or you know, and that could also very well be for. Uh, people to take an, an outside look at it and see, well, okay, so this could reestablish our universe, but is it reestablishing it in the current cut that were variations that are there in the direction that we want it to be in? You know, um, it, from what I, from what I'm just guessing from my head and from what I've just gathered with everything that has come out about the movie, sounds like we're going to have an interesting justice league lineup moving forward. And um, you know, not something that I'm totally against, but you know, it's, I think it's going to be something that is going to be taken under consideration. You know, it's, uh, it doesn't sound like it would be a big chunk of the movie that would have to get changed. Sounds like truly would just have to be like the ending that would need to uh, be tweaked here and there. But I think it's something that is subject to change. So like you said, take it with a grain of salt now, but in six months we could be talking about reports of like massive reshoots happening. So just got to wait and see on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. And you know, Andrew says one of the great things about Batman '89 was that it was its own thing, and and technically that's still going to be the case. It's still going to be its own thing because even when this movie ends, when this movie ends, it's, it's not that it's the Keaton verse. It's not that it's the Snyder verse. It's it is a new reestablished DC universe moving forward. And oh, I wish so bad, wish so bad that I could tell you what I know for this film there's something that truly to me um just makes me excited for the future more than i've been to this point but i i promised i wouldn't say anything it's really freaking cool i hope to god that they keep that bit in the film because i think people are going to walk out of the theater like holy shit and yeah, something I that just points the arrow towards the future in a way. In a way, yes. Um, but but also the past. <laughs> Remember, we're talking about a Flash movie here, so right, 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 right. the future as well as the past. So I, I really, really wish I could talk about it, but I can't. Uh, so just just know that if it's in that if it's in the movie when they release it, if they keep it in the film, everybody, whether you're a fan of what DC's doing now, whether you're a fan of the Snyderverse, whether whatever it is, I truly think that this will excite everybody. So keep that in mind. I had a side question for you, completely not scripted at all. But if um, you were heading the Flash franchise, 
Um, would you have included the reverse flash or even the black flash as the villain? Like, do you like the direction that they're going, <laughs> seeming that it's like really buries the villain in a way, like it's just a mirror, like physically a mirror, but also like metaphorically a mirror. Like he caused this, so like you know, I I honestly would have punched James Gunn in the head and said, "Why the hell did you kill off Captain Boomerang?" I would have utilized Captain Boomerang and maybe someone like Leonard Snart. Yep. Uh, in this totally first agree. film, totally and agree. Not saying that they would be working together you know, have one of them as the main villain and one of them is kind of like a, a minor villain in, mm-hmm. in the film, but really to establish the flash in central city to establish that he is somebody that is to be, um, you know, a, a hero. And it seems like this movie, while, you know, this, what I've heard is exciting me now. It kind of skips that okay. where instead of, seeing him build become a hero in his own city he's now just a hero of the world <laughs> you know so which is the way the world unfolds when you introduce characters the way that they did but it's yeah. something that was of the it was opposite of the marvel approach which is what i appreciated about it i liked you know in the beginning i was a little skeptical skeptical but i liked the way the universe was heading um with where where, where everything was going you know and uh, it's just really interesting that, you know, there are rumors that if Snyder was given his chance or is given his chance to realize his past plans, um, this would have ended with the Flash going back in time and just resetting the whole universe, similar to uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse, where, where he just goes and just resets the universe anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess patience probably would have just led to this movie anyway, but. You know, things unfolded the way that they did, and we're just going to have to see how it unfolds, I believe, next June. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, oh, man, what did I do? Um, all right, so I just screwed up, and I don't know what I'm doing. Don't 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 get new computers and not to, you know play with them for a while. All right, so we're gonna well, move on con- now. Our conversation about Ezra Miller hasn't ended for sure. So yeah, so I'm gonna move on to that. There's we're gonna skip some of these stories because we're, yep. we're we still got a lot to cover here. Yep. Yeah, you're not <laughs> uh, wrong. Ezra Miller problems continue. Uh, now there was supposedly so I, we've all heard about it. I'm not gonna re, you know cover all this again. But the reason why I want to talk about this is. Warner Brothers supposedly, supposedly met and decided to put all of Miller's future projects on hold. However, we then got a report that said that never took place. That never happened. Yeah. But regardless of whether that happened or not, I want to ask you this question. What do you think they should do with Ezra Miller? It's a tough one because it's torn in between what I want versus what uh, should be done and um, you know honestly there should be some repercussions to this this is not the first time some behavior like this has been reported about Ezra Miller um, I think he's a great fit for the Flash um, I brought it up in the Culture Nerd group chat but it's interesting that you don't really hear about this type of behavior on like Zack Snyder's Justice League set or you know you don't really hear reports about that so I find it interesting but to put I guess a quick bow on it I just think that Justice should be served because people should not uh, conduct themselves in the way that he conducted himself. But, you know, it's um, 
it's very conflicting. It's a very confusing story and something that even Taylor has preached that not, not all of it's there. Like the, what was presented is not the entire story. So yeah. take of take of take of it what you will, but that's something that I trust Taylor with pretty much everything. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, just, just to do, because we're going to stick with this, but, uh, just for the, um, fans out there, we're going to make it a, that's So what does it mean for the Snyderverse and the future of Flash? Now, one thing people need to understand is Zach is not going to continue without his cast. Uh, the Flash plays a huge role in his plans. So if Warner Brothers Discovery decides, you know what, we're out of the Ezra Miller business, we're done with it, he'll be recast in... The, the Fantastic Beasts, and we'll recast him in the Flash movies. He's done. He's gone. That essentially just puts the final nail in the coffin for the Snyderverse being restored. However, I don't think it's going to go that far. I think that this is going to be something that they're going to... They, I'm sure that they've talked to Ezra, his his team, and said, look, something needs to change. We need to... We you know, He's part of two huge properties. And if he wants to continue, he needs to get help or something has to happen. Right. So I think that's what's going to gonna happen at this point. I think it's going to be they're going to kind of shove him to the side, hide him away a little bit for the next year until the Flash movies start you know, getting get to come out here. Because he's not out promoting Fantastic Beasts. He's not. Really? Okay. So, I, I figured, honestly. Yeah. So he they'll probably wait until the Flash. He'll go and promote that. And that's when we'll see his reemergence and people will mostly forget mostly forget what happened so i think that's that's about where it ends for that so those who are you know excited about the snyderverse and are worried about what's going on with ezra miller yeah you do have some reason to worry but uh give it time give it time i think we'll be okay though over time all right so what we're going to do we're going to jump ahead now there's a bunch of other stories i'm just going to skip over because i don't want to go too too long over an hour uh here uh, but we're going to get to our main topic. And our main topic is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's next? And I know that you're, you've been pretty excited and been wanting to talk about this for a couple of weeks. Obviously, I'm going to kind of go down this list here, this, this initial list here, which is kind of like the immediate stuff that's next. Right now we have Moon Knight going on, uh, which I think you know, I've been telling a lot of people that is, that is the beginning of the supernatural side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I'm over like over the moon about. No yep. pun intended. Uh, I can't wait to see how that all goes. But what are your thoughts? I mean, we talked about it a little bit ago, but do you think that do you think that's the the doorway for the supernatural side? And where do you think that's going to go? Um, I think it's going to be one of the doorways. You know, um, we were I don't want to say fooled by um, <clears throat> Marvel's WandaVision being the gateway to like the multiverse because we weren't but it really was loki that was our gateway to the multiverse and i do while i do believe moon knight will have some sort of significance in terms of introducing us to the supernatural side that pulls in blade that pulls in um quite possibly ghost rider or even daredevil or, or many other characters i just it's going to be a wait and see approach honestly and um 
I think they're playing it smart, but I also do believe that unexpectedly there could be avenues for them to pop up in maybe even Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, mm-hmm. Even you, you just never really know, honestly. So, but I do think Moon Knight will establish some sort of introduction to it, but I do believe we will get follow ups sooner rather than later. For sure. Uh, the next thing we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is quite possibly the biggest movie of this year that's coming out. I know for me, it is the movie that I'm looking forward to the most this year. Uh, it's less than a month away at this point. I got my tickets. Hopefully, you got yours. I, yes, I did. 7 30 p.m. So, what do you think is going to happen with this movie? Like, what do you think? Not, not so much in the movie, but the outcome. How do you think it's going to affect the cinematic universe? Well, thinking about what we were just talking about in The Flash, I think it's going to quite possibly have room to reestablish a little part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, um, with what I believe where we're at in the timeline, I do believe that with the end of Loki, the timelines are collapsing on each other or there's just bunch of um it's either they're collapsing on each other or the branches are just reaching unstable levels so it's um obviously dr strange is going to follow up on that because i do believe when the gateway to the multiverse is open he's going to realize that the multiverse is um in the state that we saw it at in um at the end of loki and um it's as the title assumes madness that's what i expect I'm a little curious about the running time. I, you know, a couple months ago it was rumored that two it was hours and six minutes. Six minutes, but a couple months ago it was definitely rumored that um, it was supposed to be closer to Spider-Man: No Way Home, um, Infinity War in a way towards type of runtime, which would have made sense given the rumored amount of just. Here's the thing. I think when it comes to these movies now, I trust Kevin Foggy as well as Sam Raimi, who's directing it. Yep. I trust them because they know Kevin Foggy knows now that he can have a movie run three hours, you know, like Endgame or almost three hours, like Endgame, like Spider Man, and people are going to go see it, pay tickets. They're going to make a billion plus dollars. But he's also smart enough to know that you don't just make it three hours to make it three hours. You make right. a story, and if it needs a three-hour runtime, then you make it have a three-hour runtime. But if you make a movie, you make a story, and it fits that two-hour mark, then you make it fit that two-hour mark. And I think, you know, if Sam Raimi came and said, look, I think we need to add an extra 20, 30 minutes, Feige would probably sit back and say, okay, I mean, you've been doing this long enough. Let's take a look and see what we can do. And I trust the both of them. And I'm not worried that, you know, again, with credits, you're probably figuring that the movie's only going to be, what is it, two hours, six minutes? So you're probably looking at an hour and like 45 to hour and 50 minutes really yep. is how long the movie is. So that's not crazy. I, I, I think it's it's fine. Maybe an hour and 55 minutes. I think it'll be fine. I th- I don't, I'm not that worried about that at all. Do you think that there is there there is a rated R version of the movie somewhere in the no. archives? No. Okay. No. There's, I saw that pop up online a couple of weeks no. ago. I was like, that would uh, be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting, but I don't think. Uh, again, it's not something that Foggy has it's ever really done. <laughs> yeah. So why would you do it now? I have heard some interesting theories about who the real villain is. You know, obviously, people say it's Wanda. Some are saying that it's Doctor Strange himself. Some are saying some other things. I heard a really interesting one, which I don't think is the case, but they're saying it's Nightmare. 
because in a couple of the trailers, they talk about nightmares, nightmares constantly yeah. in these trailers. Uh, so I thought that that would be kind of cool if that ended up being the case, but uh, and that this multiverse that they're traversing is more in their minds and their nightmares than actually in real life, which I think would be a slap in the face to a lot of fans. <laughs> but oh, it's, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I want to know what everybody else's feelings are on who the villain is. So leave a comment. My dark horse, my dark horse is Dormammu. That'd be interesting. I mean, it, it's he wasn't the big villain in the first one, but he was there, you know. Yep. So I, I guess it would. I, be, I guess it could work. I think that's something that. Is interesting for sure, but um, yeah. I don't know if they would have go down that route. But that would be my dark horse. Would be either Dormammu, like you said, um, Nightmare. Hey, I'll even throw Mephisto in there just for the hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna. We'll just see. But I do believe that Wanda does take a villainous turn for oh, yeah. the future, for the future of this universe moving forward. So it's going yeah. to be. Uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch for sure because we've obviously seen her. On that side, then our side, and now back to just her yeah. own side in a way. So, in- interesting way to have character development throughout the whole universe. Absolutely, uh, Miss Marvel. That's uh, one of the next shows coming up. Uh, to me, you know, that trailer came out. I'm not a fan <laughs> of it, but it's not for me. It, they're really trying to reach these preteen tween kids. Uh, yeah, with the show. I think I got so, one word for it, and I, then it'll be my piece worried just <laughs> just like i'm not worried in terms of content but just i'm just worried in terms of how because we we know marvel for what it is now just imagine how more i guess pg it could get so i see where they're going with it i know that they have to reach all corners of the universe in terms of their domination but yeah. i don't know something that just doesn't really ring a bell with me and something that Quite frankly, it's just on the bottom of my most anticipated projects uh, that we even have on this list, honestly. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure it'll connect to uh, the Marvels. But uh, for right now, I'm just holding my reservations for it. I'm sure it'll grab most of the fan audience by its connections to uh, what I'm assuming will be the movie, the follow-up in the movie. So, Yeah. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Is I just need Thor's a trailer. <laughs> I just listen. If it's Thor's last hurrah, I I'm more than I'm more than willing to accept that. But I just need a trailer. Like <laughs> I just it's almost. I'm telling you, I think I think I honestly think this is the start for Marvel. I think I could be wrong, but I'm thinking that their post credit scenes, post not mid credit scenes, but their post credit scenes moving forward is going to be a trailer for their next movie. I, which, I think that's what they're going to do. Which, given the last couple of years of post-credit scenes that we've seen, I am totally cool with. But um, something definitely needs to come our way very soon. I'm. Uh, I think I don't think we're yeah. going to get. I think it's going to be the post-credits of Doctor Strange. I don't think we get it before then. I, I do. I I disagree. I might put a wager on it after the show to see if uh, we can come to some sort of understanding and see which one comes first. But it's going to be interesting, though. But I could see. It. I could also see it on your side as well. Yeah, uh, you know, another thing that we did get, we got a a look at uh, Gore the God Butcher through a toy, I believe. Yes. I find a picture of it, which I can't. Uh, come on. It was on the back of a toy. Yeah, like a toy set, I believe, or even Lego set. I believe it was a toy yeah. set, though. I just can't find a picture online. I wasn't uh, 
Oh, here we go. Here it is. Um, obviously, if you're watching this show or listening, I'm sure you've seen it already, but, you know, whatever. Um, so this here. And, I mean, it's a very different look. For sure. I mean, it looks like Christian Bale, but for sure. And you do not hire Christian Bale to not look like Christian Bale in your movie. So true, true. (laughs) Which is which is why I don't mind the um, design. I've seen some funny memes where Ebony Maw's design was more closer to gore than this was, but I like it personally. I'm not too entirely sure about the whole gore folklore and how he's actually to look, but. I think for the look and the actor that they have for it definitely works. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, that is it going to keep its release date? Will it live up to the first film? And is Namor the villain? Uh, this is an interesting movie, in my opinion, because while Thor Love and Thunder, we know what we're basically going to get out of that. We've had three Thor films already. The last one Taika Waititi did, this one Taika Waititi is doing again. We kind of know what we're getting there. This Black Panther Wakanda Forever, though, because of everything that's happened, Chadwick Boseman is gone. We've only had one Black Panther movie prior to this. You know, then we had all the Letitia Wright stuff go on with her not mm-hmm. getting the vaccine and them having to push production back. Uh, you know, I, I got to say, like, it's hard to believe that they're going to be able to keep the release date, which is later this year. It's hard to believe that it's going to be able to live up to the first film, which I feel was a really, really good film. It has its flaws. Absolutely has right. its flaws. Yep. I but I that. really enjoyed it. So I, I am worried about this movie. And this might be out of the movies and things that we're talking about besides Miss Marvel. This might be the one I'm most concerned about. But right. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm in the same boat with you. I'm a little on the hopeful side. I think that. As you alluded to before, Kevin Feige, I have, at this point, have faith in. And I know that this was not an easy project to push through. But um, I do believe that with Kevin Feige's oversight and Ryan Coogler's um, just overall vision, having to get adjusted, I do believe it will make the best of the situation. And I do believe that there will be something for Chadwick Boseman. But um, it's just going to I I'm, I'm on your side where I don't believe it will make the release date, but um, we'll just have to see. But I do have I'm a little more on the optimistic side for sure. I have no idea what's going on with my signal here. So if I'm a little delayed, I'm sorry. Uh, She-Hulk, that's the next one. Uh, so are we going to get more Daredevil, Matt Murdock in it? We know Bruce is- Banner's in it. Which I do believe is going to be the main question is, are we going to get Matt Murdock in it? Which unfortunately might overshine uh, just the overall want of the of overall feel of the show. But I do believe it'll be something that adds to its benefits. So. Mm-hmm. Marvel yeah, Zombies sure. is something that's definitely on the top of my list for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this the beginning of the end for Banner's Hulk, do you think? Well, I sincerely hope not, personally speaking. I uh, love Mark Ruffalo's um, Hulk, and I do believe just with the movie that we saw, the name is escaping me, his recent movie with Ryan Reynolds, they do have on-screen chemistry, and it'd be interesting to see if something could be done with even the same director that uh, could mash them together in sort of a Deadpool meets the Hulk sort of way, which I yeah. personally believe would be hilarious. But yeah, I sincerely yeah. hope not. I didn't. I have not heard anything that this is the end for him. Um, I do believe just seeing him in the Shang Chi um, post credit scene that he's kind of still like a pillar in the yeah, Avengers. 
So I do believe that he's probably one of the more important figures moving forward in this universe. Yeah, for sure. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special rounds out this year. Uh, do we? Does anybody care about it? I saw you're captured for that, and I vehemently disagree. I, um, I, I'm not that I'm clearing my schedule for it, but James Gunn has hinted that there will be some important characters, and who knows, maybe we'll even get an update on Adam Warlock's whereabouts in this universe. Um, and just seeing the, just seeing them after post, or at least post End Game, is just reuniting with characters that we're familiar with is going to be fun throughout the Phase Four, Phase Five. It's just going to be fun seeing characters pop up that were originally introduced to in the first like four fa- in the first three phases so yeah I, I'm, I have a little excitement for it but nothing that's gonna yeah. nothing that's gonna demand billions and billions of views for sure but i think it'll be funny all right so that we're gonna talk about some other notable ones after 2022 not dive too much into them but i, I say we do lost. i say we do one i'd say we do one word feeling about it honestly all right Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Go for it. Curious. Just because of just because of Kang's involvement with it and seeing, I guess, the next iteration of Kang that we're going to be introduced to. So that's going to be uh yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, that was more than one word, but I concur. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the Marvels. All right, I'll go first. Worried. <laughs> I'm not worried, but I don't really care. I don't care. I didn't want to say it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. I, I I wasn't a fan of the first Captain America or Captain America, Captain Marvel. Same. Uh, it was decent for what it was, but oh. I don't really care about this one. And whether people want to agree with me or not, I think that they changed their plans when when Brie Larson was starting, like her. Her stock was going down. Fans are not a big fan of hers. And I think they adjusted their plans for, instead of having a Captain Marvel 2, they d- decided to make this Marvels, the Marvels. I think that's that, that's just my opinion. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Finality. <laughs> uh, redemption. <laughs> Secret Invasion. Excited. Excited, yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Loki season two. Uh, oof. Even more excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, curious. I'm going to go curious on that one. Blade. Intrigued. High excitement for me, but that goes with the supernatural stuff. How I'm all excited. Deadpool three. I don't know. <laughs> like just <laughs> MCU question mark. Just, just, just questions that have to obviously be answered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, Deadpool three for me. I'm excited, but Fantastic Four. Redemption. <laughs> um, what's a single word to say? Done right. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be done right finally. Armor Wars. Necessary question mark? Yeah, is it? Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I like Rhodey, and it's supposedly going to bring back um, um, Justin Hammer. So I'm all for okay. that. Okay. Who? We, we, yeah, we all need more Sam Rockwell. So. Oh, of course. Uh, 
Ironheart. Necessary? Question mark. <laughs> what kind the, the of comic forever. series bombed? The comic series bombed. <laughs> decided to make a show out of it, but whatever. Ryan Coogler set to serve as executive producer, so it could turn out well. Miss uh, Marvel Echo. vibes, but Echo Daredevil. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Daredevil. Yeah, they they have to have Daredevil in it. They have to. Uh, the Wakanda series. So this I'm not too familiar with. So unfamiliar. I'm not too. I haven't heard about this. So I mean, yeah, they announced it shortly. Shortly after. I want to say it was after Chadwick Boseman passed away they announced this, or it could have been before. So, Captain America 4, and it is not shooting in a few weeks. This is uh, the stuff that is being shot. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays um, Captain America now? Um, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Uh, they're doing Twisted Metal. That's what he's preparing oh, to shoot okay. in a couple weeks. Omit the, uh, omit the error in my notes yeah. then. But... Um... I guess just to repeat a word, excited. Uh, I love yeah. the way Captain. I love the way their series played out, and the fact that he got an, another movie or got a movie to star in and lead in is, I think, going to be fascinating. So I think that's going yeah. to. Uh, you think you'll include Bucky? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it has to. And finally, Agatha, House of Harkness. I don't care. Uh, I, I loved her in WandaVision, but um, I, am, I I could probably name a couple characters in the MCU that could get their own series before Agatha. But no. I, I, I loved her in WandaVision, so I guess I don't care, but I'm sure it'll uh, lean more towards the supernatural side of things that seems like the direction or one of the directions that they want to head into. So I'm yeah. curious. Love, love the actress. So Catherine Hahn's yeah. always a win. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are, what you're excited for, for the MCU. Um, we're going to talk more about that in a couple weeks, though, uh, as we build up to Doctor Strange hype. So uh, keep a lookout for that. I do want to quickly point out that we just released a interview with John Engel, who's one of the masterminds behind Three Rivers Comic Con in Pittsburgh, PA, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh check that out on our channel and then next week we are going to be talking star wars it's been a while but we're going to continue this trend we did dc what's next we did marvel what's next now we're going to do star wars what's next and that's going to be next week so be on the lookout for that uh but yeah i got nothing else man do you have anything no covered everything as in uh as timely as we could so yeah just can't wait to see what next, what the week of news brings and stay tuned on the cultured nerd to find out whatever is uh, going on in that world. So, yeah. all right, guys. Well, with all that said, thank you. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, we'll talk at all of you later. <laughs>